Hi folks, Danielle Sullivan here. Recently, my co-coach Jackie Corsi and I did an Instagram Live where we talked all about neurodivergent overwhelm, specifically the things that cause it and what we can do to make it better in our everyday lives. Here is the recording, the audio of that Instagram Live presented to you as a more or less unedited bonus podcast. I hope it will help some of you with some detailed, clear tips on how to handle overwhelm as a neurodivergent person and how to just make your life better. I also want to let you know that we now have a new cohort open for registration of our signature group program, From Defeated to Inspired. Jackie and I co-host this group coaching program for neurodivergent folks of all genders who want to learn how to reduce overwhelm in their everyday lives through a combination of group coaching on regulation strategies, setting boundaries and understanding personal boundaries, and understanding the ableism that is present in everyday interactions with the outside world and society and how you can make that better for yourself. If you're interested, registration is open through Friday, March 18th, and we start on Wednesday the 22nd. You can check out the website at Neurodivergent com, or you can email me directly at danielle at neurodiverging.com and I'd be happy to point you in the direction. We have scholarships available for folks who would like them and we hope that some of you will be able to join us. Thanks so much for listening. All right. So I'm Danielle Sullivan. I am the owner of Neurodiverging Coaching and the head coach there. Um, and I'm an autistic ADHD person um, and I'm also a certified life coach, transformational coach, positive psychology coach, and solution-focused coach. I'm also a parent coach as of recently, which I keep forgetting to put in my credentials. Um, we're really excited to talk to you today about neurodivergent overwhelm. It's a topic that's really close to both of our hearts and something that we work with a lot of clients on. So thanks for coming. Um, Jackie, can you, would you like to introduce sure. yourself real quick? Tell folks yeah. who you are. Hi, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Corsi, and I'm out in California. I am a life coach for neurodivergent adults, and I do group and individual uh, coaching, and I'm just very excited to be here today. This is Jackie's first ever Instagram Live. I made her come on, so be nice to us yes. as we, uh, we handle new technology, <laughs> but um, I, I, I think this is a great way to like, mm -hmm. talk to all of you, so I'm very excited. Okay. Um, so we're, you know, here to talk about neurodivergent overwhelm, right? <laughs> um, and I think today what we wanted to cover kind of quickly, just to give you guys some basic information and some basic interventions that you can do to, um, like help, help, help yourself. Sorry, I did a, I did a brain fog right in the middle of that sentence. Some basic interventions that you can implement today and tomorrow and this week to help relieve some of the overwhelm you're feeling. Um, and also to figure out where the sources are, like what's happening, why it's happening. Um, so we're gonna just talk about um, some of the symptoms of overwhelm, some of the possible causes, and then try to give you some um, things that you can take away to go fix it. Um, I also just want to let you know that uh, something really exciting that we're doing that's coming up really soon is Jackie and I are co-hosting a six-week group coaching program called From Defeated to Inspired. This is our second cohort. Um, and it's starting on March 22nd. So we'll be talking about that a little bit, um, but there'll be more information coming up in, um, in kind of future um, posts on this channel and on Jackie's. So you can follow us both if you're interested in that. Um, and in that course, we talk a ton about overwhelm and what to do with it and really get down to the nitty gritty. So yeah, 
Um, should we, would you like to start talking about some of the symptoms of overwhelm? What do you see in your clients as when overwhelm spikes, what are some of the stuff that- A lot of brain fog, um, confusion, uh, where you feel disoriented. Um, I know a big thing, even as an ADHDer that I am, is my working memory just goes down the drain during mm -hmm. overwhelm. Uh, I, I tend to trem tremble and my clients say the same thing and it seems across the board folks share that they feel very irritable. That's always a big, big sign that you're going into yeah. overwhelm. Yeah, I think that irritability is a huge piece of the puzzle for a lot of the clients that I see. Um, and really significant overwhelm, it can go past irritability to where you're having a lot of meltdowns and shutdowns mm -hmm. or um, you're tired all the time. A lot of it mimics depression symptoms. And, you know, I encourage you to, if you think you might have depression, go get screened by a doctor too. But if you're not showing all the depression symptoms, but you are having trouble feeling excited about life, um, and you're neurodivergent and you're getting um, meltdowns a lot, that might be neurodivergent overwhelm sometimes. So exactly. it's good to check. And uh, something that some folks have said to me is um, stomach issues. Oh, yeah. 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 I think, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that just can be hand in hand for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of um, neurodivergent folks, you know, sometimes when we have a feeling we can't identify, it shows up as a body pain or a body issue. Mm -hmm. And so things like headaches and stomach pain and back pain, um, you know, again, might be a physical cause. So go to a doctor. But if, if it's one of those things that keeps happening when there's a lot of stress in your life, it might be related to, to overwhelm. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the causes of overwhelm. Because I think that a lot of people kind of feel like it, overwhelm is an individual problem, like you're doing something wrong yourself, right. or you're not um, like working hard enough, or you're not um, communicating well enough, or something like that. And I think that really overwhelm has a lot of causes that are sometimes individual, and sometimes things you can control, and sometimes things you can't. What would you like to say about that? Well, I this this is a real hot topic with my clients right now, oh, and um, with that overwhelmed feeling because you are in a very ableist, neurotypical society where you feel like you're not measuring up to what everybody else is able to do. You think, and mm -hmm. um, you're feeling less than and. Um, and feeling like you should, you should continue to persevere and, and, you know, right into a burnout kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You push and you push mm -hmm. and you push and you push. Yeah. Everyone else because is pushing. I'm in graduate school or I'm on a, a job, you know, a project at mm -hmm. work and everyone else seems to be working, you know, 24 seven, I've got to keep going. And, um, so feeling like you have to fit in and keep going, dropping your boundaries that, you know, it's too much for your body and your brain to keep going and, you know, until you can anymore. Yeah. I think that a lot of overwhelm is, I'm really glad you brought up, you know, that we're living in a neurotypical society. And so even individual people who are not ableist or not, or who believe that we have as much value as anybody else, there's still things in place in society that are kind of against us and expectations that we're being asked to meet that are not always things that we can 
that's reasonable for us, especially without accommodations, which we deserve access to. And so things like, you know, um, that ableism, that, that feeling like we're not as that internalized ableism of I should be able to do it like everybody else, like, why can't I? Or sometimes structural things like, you know, the way society is set up, like, if you're in a place of poverty, or if you're experiencing racism, or sexism, or um, any other kind of imbalance in equity, um, that those are things that are really hard for you to control. And it can really, you know, drive you into feeling constantly overwhelmed with all these expectations you're not going to meet. So, but there are a couple of ones that are more controllable, <laughs> that we have more, um, you know, access to change. And some of those, I think you said, are things like the boundaries, mm -hmm. right? Setting reasonable ones. And I would love to talk more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some boundaries that you kind of support clients in, in doing more uh, of? Um, first, with themselves, that yeah. are not feeling like it can be just working every minute of the day, like so that there's mm -hmm. a boundary um, from personal life um, versus professional or school life and figuring out when we'll, like we spend a lot of time making, um, making time for eating and, mm -hmm. uh, and going outside and grounding yourself and doing things that will help you feel less overwhelmed. Um, if, it, if you're gonna meditate, whatever it is that there's time in your life for those things. Um, so like first off, practicing with yourself and then mm -hmm. having the wherewithal also knowing um, that, especially now with technology, we're operating 24 seven, knowing that that doesn't necessarily be, have to be what you're going to do and put your boundary up. You and I just mm -hmm. got out of a meeting where we were talking about on weekends, not, and not answering emails. Mm -hmm. It's like, so that would be a professional boundary. Yeah, um, yeah, you're allowed to say, no, I don't, unless you want to pay me for yeah. the overtime on the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and you said something a, good there too, Danielle, about if you want to pay me, there's so much, so many times in um, when we're working that we will do all of that extra stuff and there is no paycheck coming with it. Or, and so you're not slowing down your life and taking a break and you're really doing free work for your company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're in the, now this day and age, not doing anything to support you mm -hmm. at home in most cases. And so it's not an equal exchange. There's no equity there. So yeah, that's really important. Welcome, new people. We're talking yeah. about neurodiversity and overwhelm today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have questions or ideas, please put them in the comments. We are keeping an eye, and we'll try to answer as many as we can um, when we're we're done with our little our little conversation. Um, so thanks for joining us. Yeah. So we have a couple of different causes. We have the boundaries like you talked about, yeah. like putting yourself first in a lot of mm -hmm. cases, which is really hard for a lot of us to do. We're not trained to do that. We're not brought up to do that. We're, a lot of us are brought, brought up to put other people first, right? But if you fall over, everyone else is going to fall over too. So like you said, you know, um, going out and, and taking walks or meditating if you're like that, or even I have clients who, you know, just text their text their partners at a scheduled time throughout the day to get that sort of positive feedback of somebody out there cares about me, you know, looking at pictures of your cat, right? That can be, it sounds a little silly um, and it's not gonna fix neurodivergent overwhelm in and of itself, but doing a lot of small things that make you recognize your community and recognize your connection to everyone else and pull you away from all of the expectations that you feel like you need to meet can be really beneficial. Um, 
then um, one of the things I think we also talked about was internalized shame. I know we were talking about that in that meeting before too, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, you so. can be hearing about how you're not doing it right all of your life. And then at some point that recording is playing inside your own head. Yeah. And you feel like you're not yeah. good enough. And, you know, am I giving enough eye contact? Am I, um, am I in this conversation correctly? Um, all of that is playing in your head, exhausting you. Mm -hmm. Am I smiling mm -hmm. enough? You know, am I? Oh, gosh, yes. All of that stuff that's just exhausting for a neurodiverse person. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm one of those people who's an inappropriate giggler, right? That's one of my my autism presentations, and um, sometimes that means I'll giggle at a neurotypical's inappropriate quote unquote time, and it's not meant you know to be making fun of or to you know really show anything. It's just a, a kind of tick I happen to have, um, and and so there's a lot of sort of self um, modulation or or having having to pay a lot of attention to everything we're doing. So that can be really hard. That can be really hard. So I think that's a, a huge cause of neurodivergent burnout as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a viewer just wondered why we were talking about downer things. Mm -hmm. And what Danielle and I are here today to do is we're really trying to let people know when they're feeling down about themselves, that mm -hmm. really there's so much more at hand and it isn't that you're a bad person or you're doing something incorrectly. It's that it is not easy to be neurodiverse in our world. And there are things you can do, um, but it usually starts with realizing mm -hmm. it isn't just, it isn't about you being bad or wrong. Exactly, exactly. And that's a part of what we do as coaches, right? Is it's really easy for each individual person to think, well, I'm just doing it wrong. But really, you're not alone in how, like, the, we have this list of possible causes of internalized, uh, sorry, of neurodivergent overwhelm, because so many other people are experiencing neurodivergent overwhelm. And, uh, you know, I often say I wish my coaching practice disappeared overnight, because it would mean so many people got, were starting to get the resources that they need. They don't need me anymore, right? But as it is, we're talking about downer things because people are struggling. And so part of our goal is to help people struggle less and start to get to places where they can feel calmer and confident and not be constantly overwhelmed. And it's totally possible in so many of the clients that Jackie and I have worked with. And so that's, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we talked a little bit in the beginning about the class that we're gonna be, or the coaching group we're gonna be having mm -hmm. coming up in March 22nd. That is what we heard from our peers that were in the class that we mm -hmm. need, that they felt better, that they were yeah. less overwhelmed and less depressed once they knew they were part of a community that went through this together and that there were things they could do to cope and have great days. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are, um, and, and we're going to give you some here too, so yeah. don't worry. <laughs> you don't have to join. I mean, we encourage you to join the class if it seems like a good fit for you. And you can always ask us questions, just direct message us. If you're not sure if it's a fit for you, scholarships are available as well. There's information on that um, in the, the link I'll put below once this is posted, um, once we're done. Mm -hmm. But I just want to let you know that there are a lot of strategies that you can use that have really good results, that have evidence-based you know, um, practices behind them. And so we share those in the six-week course. But there are some things that we can share quickly that don't require a whole <laughs> six weeks to go through. So um, we'd love to offer some of that to you now. One of the ones that I think has 
really changed my life personally, and I, I was talking to Jackie about this earlier, is the shoulds, noticing the shoulds. Mm -hmm. Every time, every this is like an easy practice to get into. Every time you notice yourself somewhere in your brain saying, well, I should be able to do it, or I should be able to have a clean house like my mother. I should be able to make dinner every night. I should be able to whatever, whatever your expectation is. A lot of times that should is not lined up with your goals. Like I don't have a clean house because I want to spend time with my family. I don't cook dinner every night because I, I like to have time to read. And so I'll cook dinner when I can and I'll, you know, order sometimes. And I shouldn't have to feel guilty about that, right? But we are trained in certain ways to compare ourselves to unreasonable expectations. And then when we don't achieve those unreasonable expectations, we feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. And you can hear I get emotional about it because I'm like, well, we shouldn't have to feel bad about not doing things perfectly all the time. We're allowed to enjoy our books and spend time with our kids and not have the most beautiful house ever, right? And so thinking, noticing, starting to notice when you're comparing yourself to other people kind of for no reason and, and hearing yourself say should can be a really good way to just start to question, well, why should I? Like, sometimes there's a reason, but a lot of times there's not. Like, a lot of times you shouldn't have to. There is no should. So that's one of mine. What, what are some of your tips for getting out or uh, reducing neurodivergent overwhelm or getting well, out? When I would say is that you taught me is when I want to go back to the shoulds yeah. for a second. You did a broadcast within the last month or so where you took your camera and you showed your place. And you yeah. showed like, like I am focusing on myself and my kiddos. I mm -hmm. and on my own, your own mental health, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it isn't about did the dishes get clean or are the counters right or, you know, the drawers, whatever. And you started scanning. And mm -hmm. um, I thought that that was so good. Um, another thing that absolutely works for me as an uh, ADHDer is that concept that probably everyone has heard by now about the spoons. But it's mm -hmm. like really thinking about um, I, as if you're given so many spoons for your day and you will run out and thinking about how you want to use those spoons because when you're out, you're out um, as a matter of speaking. So it's like, what do I want to have count today? Yeah. And, um, and then as a caveat to that, actually what um, I've been reading lately is that you can, some people have the belief system that you can get a few extra spoons in your day when you not only are doing some things uh, in order to relax, but also when you are enjoying your special interests. That yeah. that will add to your mental health and your spoons for the day kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. We have a podcast, a really early podcast. Please don't judge me about it. But Neurodiverging has a podcast on spoons and forks. I think it's episode seven if you haven't had a chance to. If you're not familiar and you haven't had a chance, you can go listen to that. Um, another way to think about it is just capacity, right? What is your capacity for the day? And to remember that capacity shifts. Like we're human people. Sometimes you have high capacity. Sometimes you have low. Um, I find that a lot of my clients want every day to be their best day ever, right? So if they got 10 things done one day three years ago, the whole rest of this time since that day, that one day, they've been holding themselves to that standard of that one random high performance day three years ago. And it's like you have to hold yourself to a reasonable standard to figure out what are you, what can you actually do per day? Like normally, what's a normal day? Not the best day, the normal day. And start there, right? Again, noticing when you're pushing yourself into, I should be able to do what I did that one day, every day, 
day. Well, that's not actually reasonable, nor is it how humans work. And so thinking about what's, you know, what's your norm? What are your goals? What are your values? And making sure all that stuff aligns is really important. And yeah. I saw someone had mentioned about wanting to be happier. I mean, it really is. You get the mm -hmm. precious life and you get to decide what it's going to look like. And for you to take time in your day to do the things that you love and enjoy mm -hmm. and going back to the shoulds, wipe those shoulds out. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to yeah. remember yeah. shoulds later. Yeah, like you can judge me for my dirty house that I put all over Instagram. But when I am, you know, dying on my deathbed, I'm not going to be worried that I never clean that corner in the bathroom. I'm going to be thinking I'm going to be grateful for having spent the time with my kids, you know, and there's no longer view than that. I think thinking in the longer view is always going to help you focus on the stuff that's actually important to you. Right. What and that is. List. Yeah. 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 And that's evidence-based from positive psychology, how people get happier, right? Is focusing on those longer views. That's, you know, um, not only something that I've found personally in my work, but also something that is based in a lot of years, like I think like four de decades of research at this point. So um, yeah, it's good all around. So, yeah. Thinking about what I do with your cats and oh. my clients with their, their cats and the joy I see on all of your faces when the cat comes into the room and we're in our session or mm -hmm. we're in our group. And I just love that. Oh my gosh, it just makes my day. And just that's about that bliss and joy and what do I want? Mm -hmm. Is I would think to myself when I watch that happen is I want some of that feeling that you're having mm -hmm. now when you're with your animal, dog, cat, whatever it is. There's yeah. um, different pets for different people, but a lot of folks, that is one of their uh, passions. And the, the calm that comes over a person's face when that interaction happens, I just um, makes my day. That's a really good example for me of a should too, because when I started coaching, you know, we were all at home pandemic and my cat kept coming into calls and I was like, this is so unprofessional. This is so, unreasonable. you know, people can't see me like this. I'm trying to establish my uh, professional identity mm. as a coach. And now I'm at this, that was a should, right? Mm. Other people are professional like this. So I should be professional like that. And now I'm like, no, here's my cat. Like I enjoy this cat. This is a part of my life. It's also part of a reasonable expectation of working from home is sometimes there will be cats, mm -hmm. right? And so that's a really clear specific example in my own life, Jackie, mm -hmm. of how noticing the should pulled me back from kind of way overachieving a thing I did not need to overachieve and pouring a ton of energy into it that I could have used for something else. And now I save that energy and I enjoy my cat and my life is a lot better and my clients still get the same great service that they would have gotten without the cat from maybe a slightly less stressed coach. So it's, it's way better. It's way better. Yeah. So it's really funny that you said that. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Something else that's coming up for me mm -hmm. is that um, we all go off into the world every day and we're exposed to all kinds of folks. And if, um, to help yourself with the ableism out there and the, and the shoulds and all these things we're talking about today that are on the negative side, really consider um, trying to have some of your time be with folks that are also neurodivergent, mm -hmm. whether it is, you, you know, get a, um, a group together or find on what is it meets up is that what it's called whatever uh, meet, up. meet up yeah meet up okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you <laughs> have people around you that understand yeah. what you are going through and mm -hmm. commiserate and be joyful together yeah. and 
just be with someone, yeah. someone that gets it. I was reading a comment about the cats, uh, somebody else's experience mm -hmm. with the cats in the camera. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, my favorite part, I'm sorry, this is off topic, but my favorite part of meeting with clients is when I get to see their pets and mm -hmm. kids. That's like, I mean, I love my clients and I love my work, but can you say no to a kitty butt? Like I can't, so. Anyway, anyway, thank you for your comment. I really appreciate it. And um, so Jackie and I are, just to reiterate, doing the six-week program called From Defeated to Inspired. It's a group program. It's open to folks of all ages and all genders. Um, and it starts on March 22nd. Um, once this video goes into the onto my Instagram page as a post, you'll be able to click through and see the link. But if you go to neurodiverging.com right now, you can click on um, individual resources, resources for individuals, and there's a link to From Defeated to Inspired to learn more about it, to see if you might be a good fit. Um, and we do have scholarships available as well. I just wanna highlight that for folks who are at financial need that it's meant, you know, we always have scholarships available for any program we do because we want people to be able to have access to it. Um, Jackie and I are here if you have questions too. We are not interested in hard selling anyone on this program. We are interested in supporting folks who want the support. And so if you're thinking it might be a good fit for you, but you're not sure, just ping us and we're happy to answer questions and we're not gonna chase you about it. Um, the program's really good for folks who are maybe a year or two or more into their um, diagnosis journey, or whether that's self-identity or uh, professionally diagnosed. And it's for folks who are starting to understand their neurodivergent traits and um, how it affects their life, but are still working to understand sort of that internalized ableism piece, all the shoulds and where they come from. And if you're experiencing burnout or overwhelm a lot, and you're, you can't quite pin down why, but you're ready to make changes to, to address it, right? And to, to be um, recovering from, from burnout and from overwhelm faster, then this might be a good program for you because we share a lot of uh, evidence-based coaching strategies that we've learned from working with more than 100 people at this point. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what your number is, Jackie, but quite, quite, a couple, quite a number of people in exactly the same place you are. So absolutely. And I just, um, Danielle, I want to highlight to your website mm -hmm. and your podcast for folks. It's how I found you and wanted to work with you as a fellow coach. You have amazing podcasts and written material, blogs, just so much information that's helpful to people when they're trying to find their way. I just really encourage folks to go to NerveDiverging.com, right? Yeah, that's where right, you yeah, are. Right when I'm saying that. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Shaki. That's really kind. I'm I'm so glad to have helped folks. That's why we're here. And I, I, yeah, I, so um, I'm happy to hang out for questions for a couple minutes. Let me scroll back too. But I think that's our that's our. Is there anything else, Jackie, that you would like to say that I didn't that we didn't say? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> fun. This was my first time, and thanks for being there. Oh, you did beautifully. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining and for being patient with our technological woes. But I think we did okay. Yeah. I really enjoy everyone joining. We really appreciate your time. And we hope to see some of you in From Defeated to Inspired. Please leave a comment or send us a message if you have any questions related to this. Even if you don't want to buy anything from us, we're super happy to help. Yep. And uh, we, we appreciate you so much. Have a good day. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Registration for From Defeated to Inspired ends on March 18th 
Friday midnight. If you have any questions or if you think you might like to join, you can see the syllabus and find out everything you need to know at neurodiverging.com backslash group hyphen coaching hyphen neurodivergent. There's also a little pop-up that will come up so that you can just click that. If you have any questions, just email us at contact at neurodiverging.com. We'd be happy to help. We hope to see some of you there. Thanks so much.